there is going to be a voice in your head that might try to stop you from this, might want you to use your earthly logic, which definitely is needed, has its time and place, but rationale from this earthly plane may sometimes counter and discount your soul logic, that soul innate feeling that just lights up when you connect, connect in your way. And I am not about dogma at all, so it's up to you to find how you connect with your soul or what just lights your human, what allows your human to suffer less. Now let the magic begin. Hello, hello, Jema, Jemayomis. It is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And the sponsors you hear today and their special offers will be linked in the show notes, along with ways to connect with your own magic community. And if you haven't heard of the topic box yet, well, that is on the yourownmagic.life website, or you can also go to yourownmagicpodcast.com. And yeah, I have a topic box there for you to submit topics and questions for me to read on the podcast and answer or bring an expert on who can answer it better than me. Honestly, these questions are gold. I've only been receiving really, really good questions that made me have to think and research sometimes and dive deeper within myself. The Google within myself and also the Google on my computer screen to see what, uh, to expand me. There are some things that like I've never really thought about before or I just haven't really paid too much attention to. So there are a lot of questions that have come in and topics I'm just going to be answering for right now, but it's not like there's that thousands and I do read every single one. If some sort of question is nudging you or you want to hear my perspective for whatever reason, feel free to send that question or the topic idea. I'd love to respond to it on the podcast. Anyway, also, I will be at the beach all week having a little mini vacation and You know, I often on vacation still take the time and space to record and it's on my mind and I always think about work or, oh my gosh, I need to do something for the podcast. But you know what, this week, I think I'm just going to allow myself the space and the break to just fully rest and relax and not think about work for a week. And so there might not be an episode next week. In fact, I might even be taking a two-week break, which I talk about in the full moon episode yesterday. And so you'll know why. But uh, if I, for whatever reason, feel like grabbing the mic, I'm not going to stop myself. And if I, for whatever reason, feel like releasing an episode Monday, I'm not going to stop myself. But there's a good chance I'm just going to take a break from it. And there are, what, over 300 episodes for you to enjoy if you need your yom fix. Then uh, by all means, feel free to scroll to 2017 or 2018 and listen to the old classics. You can always pretend as if it's like a tarot card, scroll through and just randomly choose what feels right without even reading the title. So choosing that card blindly or yeah, if a title resonates with you, pops out at you. I mean, enjoy that. But now for this, I'm so excited to get into this magic right here.
So in this episode, I'll be answering four questions because four is my lucky number. And we will start with this question from... Actually, this was not really a question. In fact, Soul Bethany writes soulmates. <laughs> just that. She just submitted soulmates. Maybe that was a topic idea, but uh, just soulmates. I'm going to answer this as if as if she's asking the question right now, do you believe in soulmates? First of all, I'd also like to do an entire episode on soulmates. And we do have some. I'm sure if you type in your search bar, your own magic soulmates, I'm sure that there's probably two, three episodes that focus on that. But my perspective of this continues to evolve and morph. And do I believe in them? I must say that I do, but not in the way like there is just one person for you. There's just this one soulmate. As I do genuinely believe that, let's say that did not work out, as I've witnessed this before where people, two people genuinely thought that they were soulmates, but also soul soulmates, S-O-L-E soulmates, just them two, and nobody else was their soulmate, and then it just left them very disappointed when it felt like they weren't meant to be together at some point. I've actually seen this happen a couple times. Therefore, that led me to realize, okay, well, maybe we have multiple soulmates. And maybe it's not just romantic, but also there are platonic soulmates as well. There's also familial soulmates. So I see I see many listeners who are listening as soul families, aka soulmates. Do I believe I have some romantic soulmates out there? Yes, I've already been with one of my soulmates. Of course, my ex-fiance was indeed one of my soulmates and he served a huge purpose in my life during that time. I was with somebody for five years in my early 20s and he totally served a purpose. And then I've also met some other men since that I think, I don't know if they were soulmates, but they definitely were men who... I learned grand lessons from that connected me more with my soul in some way. They were all around the, the globe in a sense, so uh, so it was cool to have those different experiences. But I don't think that they were soulmates, but they definitely, I feel like, were meant for my soul to experience. And then I do think that I have another soulmate along the way. Who knows? Maybe one, maybe two. I'm still waiting for that guy that a medium came on and said that there's, there's some J out there. A guy whose name starts with a J or is J. He's supposed to be on his way. So uh, still waiting for J. Hopefully he's okay. But he's apparently a soulmate. Or she. I guess I'm open. But likely a he. So, you know, I just... I, I don't know. But I do know that I believe soulmates exist and that we have multiple soulmates, whether that be romantic, platonic, or familial. But when it comes to romantic soulmates, I mean, that the idea of that is so alluring and it's, it's ideal, in a sense, to think that there is that one person out there whose energy matches your energy to complete this puzzle. As you unite, the universe just feels that much more complete. And that everybody else that you were with, even if you thought they were soulmates, they were just great lessons. You know, I'm open to believing that that is a possibility for sure, but it seems easy to also just see like, wow, these two people are soulmates, but also if they break up, that's okay because there's another soulmate out there 
for that human's experience of what they're going through in life as they've evolved. And we're always evolving. I think some people do just find that one person in this lifetime who is it. And you know that there's nobody else. And then perhaps for some people, it's a soulmate who's supposed to be with you for 20 two years and that's a long time to have love in that way for someone deep and lasting love if the feelings or that relationship fades it's for a reason and perhaps that person can move on to their next soulmate i genuinely believe that soulmates is a experience that we will not be able to compute or articulate as it's simply just a very strong vibration between two humans and those two humans are the only two humans who know their experience and they feel it within their soul and I've been there before in life and I know that that will happen again for me in life and when I do find my next person I'll definitely think of that person as someone who is meant to be for now and maybe forever, but maybe not, and they are just a soulmate for now for this part of my human experience. As I mean, don't we have so many different stories and chapters in life? I'm a completely different person than I was even two years ago. The guys, for example, the guys that I liked in even 2019 and 2020, my 2022 self, I could not see myself with them at all. So we're always evolving and changing and growing and that's a beautiful thing and perhaps we'll be doing that with a soulmate that we have. If you believe in that there's just one soulmate for you, I think that's beautiful and I want you to continue that belief and not be swayed by my belief in it because I think that any sort of belief, spiritual belief, beliefs that are beyond actual knowing beliefs, I mean, they're beliefs for a reason. They're something that we have faith in and they keep this light going within us. And so if you, if that's what you believe, I mean, I think spirituality is so, so deeply personal and we all see things differently for a reason. And yeah, hold on to whatever that is. I don't think there is one person out there who knows all and knows even in the spiritual experience. I think we all have completely different spiritual perspectives for a reason and that is a beautiful thing so if you believe in one soulmate solely that is so beautiful and if you believe in a multitude like myself that is also beautiful and if you don't even believe in them that is fine too (laughs) i love a natural look with some shimmer i love that lightly soft contour but add of course some shimmer and some blush some highlighter a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake that's basically the look i usually go for so whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between you'd love thrive cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics but you're also contributing to a good cause And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, 
skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formulas set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Next question. This is from Liza who asked, do you still have conversations with your future self? I have and I also realize I'd be remiss if I didn't travel and write a book and follow my eat, pray, love desires. Oh, Liza, I've been there, by the way, and that was a huge nudge for me as well. I feel like my past self talked to my future self at the time and wanted that eat, pray, love journey as well. And that's one of the reasons why I took the leap to Bali because I was inspired by that book in, what, 2014? I'll never forget how that book moved me. Then 2015, took the leap there. And if you're feeling that nudge, that move, taking that leap to travel the world on my own is a huge part of me today, shaped who I am today. And I'm so thankful I did take that leap. And if you're feeling that, if you're feeling that nudge, I mean, yes, ask your future self if that feels right for you. It sounds like it does. And you just said that I'd feel remiss. So there you go. Definitely take that leap, travel, write a book that's likely in the cards for you. And you never know if that's going to lead you to exactly your vision or teach you a lesson or bring some sort of insight that allows you to see what you really want to explore in this life. And yeah, I still have conversations with my future self. There's a variety of avenues I want to explore. There's many hats I'd love to wear and I've been wearing. And so I think that one of the most powerful things that we can do is have these conversations with our future self who will show us what our human may be remiss, may regret, maybe not even regret, just kind of always wonder, what if? And I feel like we know deep down what those what ifs might possibly be. There are things in my future that I definitely feel called to do because I know that there are certain things that it's like, man, that will always be a what if if I don't do it. So I must, I must take the leap. And your present self knows, but it doesn't hurt to sit down and visualize your future, your future self, 
and what she may likely want and there's a seed within you right now that is present that you might be able to see and allow that seed to show itself and it's a lot more simple than explained so it's this inner knowing that when you get quiet perhaps you even sit there with a journal or you sit there and meditate you get quiet and you really ask yourself what is it that if I didn't pursue this in life, is there a what if that I need to follow? And it sounds like for you, that's definitely travel and writing a book. Maybe that's even the book is inspired by your travel. But whatever it is, it's that seed that lives within you. It's there. And perhaps when you sit in that quiet space, a whisper will come within you in its own form, an undescribable form, but its own form. And show you a path that is destined for you or destined for you to explore as that opens you up to something else that you didn't even know or could not even fathom at this time. So I think that having a conversation with your future self at least once a year is a very powerful way to give you direction, especially if you feel stuck and also perhaps light some sort of fire or bring some sort of passion within you to pursue something that you know your human is lighted by. And the beautiful thing is, is that it's not something that's cemented, that's set in stone. You are able to be flexible and dabble in something else that you might prefer instead that maybe is a little different from what your future self said, or maybe your future self showed you something and you were going for it, you were trying it, you were pursuing it, you were tasting it, you were smelling it, you were living it, and it kind of guided you to another insight or another experience. Perhaps that is why your future self showed you that because it led you to something else. For me, I realized I wanted to also do something that wasn't just for my human to experience something my human loves only. I wanted it to also be able to, I mean, with the way our world is, I wanted it to at least bring a little light to the world and help literally the world, literally Mama Earth, (laughs) in some way and have my own version of protests on saving her, (laughs) on climate change, and so much more. So yeah, that is something that is I'm very passionate about in my future self. I just know, will wish that I could have done more if I didn't try now. That is where I started to shift my vision a bit to something that might help her in some way, but in a way that I also love, in an area, in an avenue that I also love so, so, so much, especially as a Leo. And your future self might show you one thing, and right now it's travel and writing a book, but there's a good chance that might mold and shape into something else, but at least you stuck with that one vision that led you to see something else, and that's that's the beauty of this life and manifestation and being flexible, ever-changing, ever-growing human. 
So allow yourself to stick and stay and visualize one specific vision, but also it doesn't hurt to be flexible in transmuting that vision into something else that feels more aligned with how your human has evolved. Oh, this next question is from Sienna, who is a Londoner. And Sienna writes, I go through phases when I feel like meditating daily and long phases when I can't be bothered. I feel it's affected my ability to feel connected. Sienna, first of all, though it might not seem like it, this is actually a beautiful time in your life to recognize the contrast. Recognize that how you feel your experience away from, for example, meditating or practices that allow you to feel more connected in your own way to your higher power. Notice what life feels like without it. Does it feel like it's harder to see synchronicities? Does it feel like there aren't as many miracles that happen to be taking place? I truly believe that believing in something otherworldly, believing in something beyond the physical, believing in that there's this connection to a higher power is a choice. And as a human, you do not have to have that choice. I truly believe that you don't have to have that experience if you don't want to. I know that it's easier to just use our five senses and whatever we see in this matrix world that we can physically touch and taste and see and feel, I know that it's so much easier to take that route, especially when resistance and tension and anger can be an easier choice in some circumstances in reality. But to remember that you really do have a choice over each day to choose to make the choice that, you know, I want to connect and it doesn't have to be in the same way every day, though sometimes discipline, surprisingly, (laughs) probably not surprisingly, does help. For example, committing to meditating for 20 minutes every day, reading a book that you know will be expanding for the soul, committing to something daily definitely does help keep that momentum alive and that connection. And also, you are more likely to have moments of satori, which is what Buddhists, I believe Japanese Buddhists, their term for awakening, and you just have this divine comprehension and understanding and seeing, as, as in when you do allow yourself to tune within, you really become a seer, someone who sees beyond the physical, I think a lot of people just expect it to fall on their lap. Whereas if you commit to this, I mean, that does happen for some people, but for myself, I've had to commit to experiences. Except for when I was a child. When I was a child, Sienna, I saw spirits, but uh, you know, something shut off in my later years. But today, instead of seeing them, I feel them. But I've noticed that it dampens when I have moments like you're experiencing of contrast, but I don't practice quote-unquote spirituality or I guess tuning within, connecting with God to see ghosts or see spirits or feel in tune, but 
that is just some beautiful thing that comes with it to the synchronicities the miracles the numbers aligning i feel like that's always just a sign you know when you see consecutive numbers or to be honest with myself i mean like i said i'm a leo so i'm fiery i can feel a lot of fire inside that might not be the fire that the fire i want i love empowered fire i love passionate fire but i don't love angry fire and sticking with some sort of practice that tunes me within calms that sort of fire most often there are certain things of course i mean i'm human and so i can still obviously get triggered i am not a monk i live in this matrix reality still even if i feel like i'm on a bridge that is between worlds in a sense there are still things that get my human going which i appreciate because it shows how much i care about this world and humanity so there's a fire that i love and admire within myself and i think that if you feel that yourself that's okay to acknowledge and appreciate but if there are things that make you feel so out of touch and out of tune and just deeply entrenched in the human experience that makes your human suffer well i feel becoming more disciplined and choosing practices daily that help you will alleviate so much for your human you feel naturally more in tune with your version or how you connect with this higher power and i don't think anybody can fully describe that but people can describe it for themselves what that higher power is and everybody i do believe has a different experience i feel like when you do this as well you become more in tune with humans from all walks of life more compassionate more empathetic it's truly a choice. It's truly a choice every single day or at least almost daily to allow yourself to tune in. And there is going to be a voice in your head that might try to stop you from this, might want you to use your earthly logic, which definitely is needed, has its time and place, but rationale from this earthly plane may sometimes counter and discount your soul logic that soul innate feeling that just lights up when you connect connect in your way and i am not about dogma at all so it's up to you to find how you connect with your soul or what just lights your human what allows your human to suffer less also, I forgot to mention other practices that are very valuable, 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 <laughs> other practices that are valuable, like journaling, of course, and there's breath work, there's, of course, I already mentioned movement, and I think even dabbling in other modalities that might inform you more about your human or your soul, and perhaps it connects, perhaps it doesn't resonate at all. For example, like there's astrology, there's human design, and there are so many other systems that are fun to explore. And I think that those systems sometimes make people feel more connected and in tune and light humans up and make them, yeah, just feel more connected to their soul and the experience of suffering less. 
And of course there's, there's therapy, which is a major one that I'm very, I'm very, very pro therapy. I think therapy is so, so powerful, so profound. I actually almost just had this one sponsor, accepted this one sponsor who does messaging talk therapy, but they had controversies I wasn't aware of, so I dropped it, but there are a lot of very powerful, great therapies out there for you to explore that might be more affordable, and of course research and make sure that that everything looks good, that everything looks effective. And then of course I can't forget about nature. I mean, there are people that don't even have any form of discipline, like meditation or whatever, but they feel connected to their soul or just this universe in a grand way when they are simply outdoorsy and in nature, surrounded by nature. I mean, that is a lot of people's church, just being outside and in nature. So, of course, nature is just a powerful way to feel and stay connected. And I notice you're from London, and so for myself, when I was, I don't know if you're there or you just wrote that you're a Londoner because you, you grew up there, but let's say you are in London. I went to the parks every single day to be surrounded by nature as there are beautiful trees and the parks there are actually lovely. So I, I highly recommend going to your parks every day and just there's benches and just sit in there and observing. I loved the one next to in Kensington, I think it's called Hyde Park, where there's swans, like white swans and black swans and just sitting on a bench and observing them or sitting on the grass. Find something that you're excited to do daily that makes you feel in tune. Perhaps you'll feel that great sense of connection again that you feel like you once felt. But the contrast right now is so beautiful because it reminds you why practices are so powerful. All right, last question. And then I will be answering more of these when I come back from a minute break which will again be just one to two weeks and feel free to listen to old episodes if you need your yom fix so this question is very simple and it's one that actually and I'll tell you why one that all of you listening may want to consider answering for yourself as well and this question is from teal feather I love that pseudonym, by the way. I love that pseudonym. And Teal Feather, it seems, is also from Utah. So, fellow Utahn, hello. And Teal Feather asks, what nature do you connect with most? I'll share that in a moment, but the reason why I feel like it would be a beautiful thing for all of us to, as simple as this question is, it's a beautiful thing for you to ask yourself because if you are going through what Sienna is experiencing, then if you can surround yourself with this nature, this nature that lights you, this nature you connect with most. I mean, it's in the question itself, which nature do you connect with most? Therefore, connecting with this nature as nature is one with the universe, one with source, right? It will connect you with that sense, that feeling. And so if you can find or answer this question, which, I mean, there's no wrong answer to this, right? So, I mean, let's say that yours is the ocean. I mean, I know that for everyone, it's not always easy to go move to the ocean if they are very content or have a great job or have their family in a city far from the ocean. 
but maybe you can take time at least once a year to go see the ocean and also have a majestic ocean picture on your phone or on your bedroom wall and let's say it's a certain plant please place that plant in your room and even if it's not your number one if there's still one that you just really love and connect with any sort of nature I mean surrounding yourself with that will bring so much peace if you're a plant mama you get it you know what's up <laughs> and also a crystal mommy I mean crystal mommies we know what's up as well having the crystals around so for myself I I mean of course there's different forms of nature right I'm I'm a forest girl I really am I remember even when I was in Hawaii Though, of course, I love the ocean. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I feel so in tune with my soul next to the ocean, and I feel so good. But, man, when I'm in a forest, even in Hawaii, I frolicked to the forest nearly daily. When I'm in a forest, I just feel so connected. And uh, I'd say my favorite tree in a forest is an aspen tree. So, where you're also from, Teal Feather in Utah, I mean, likely has aspen trees around. I feel like that they are looking at the windows to your soul as they have these eyes. There's a shape of an eye on the tree, sometimes multiple eyes, and it's like that they've seen all on that land, and they know all, and they know you, and I don't know why, but I feel like they're gazing at you in a loving way, my mind running wild, but I just feel so connected with aspen trees as I just feel like they are a know-all tree, kind of like the willow. feels like willows know all, but the aspen tree, when you look at it, there's just this ever-knowing, ever-loving presence to the tree. I love aspen. I love I love the eyes of the aspen. So yeah, aspen trees I feel deeply connected with. So I love being in Utah as, again, connecting with them makes me also feel connected within, connected with soul, connected with source. And then my favorite flower. I mean, I'm a simple girl. I see a rose, I'm happy. <laughs> I see a sunflower, I'm happy. Daisy, I'm happy. A tulip, a tulip reminds me of my grandma as my grandma in her garden had so many tulips because she she loved tulips tulips were her favorite but yeah i'd say that uh, a rose is my favorite flower specifically a pink rose or a white rose and then my favorite stone is perhaps a loose opal or a white opal any opal i love opal opals may boost feelings of peace and connect you with deeper spirituality and uh, the divine and a higher hope I do believe that they also enhance your cosmic consciousness <laughs> as you know it feels like looking into them especially the loose opal looks like you're looking into the universe and therefore it induces your psychic powers <laughs> they're just i mean they're just beautiful they're just beautiful let's be honest if i were to ever decide to get married which i'm on the fence about if i ever want to do that but if i ever do decide to I I think that I'd want an opal ring on my finger because I just I love opals, you know? I love opals. They're so beautiful. If you know your favorite gemstone, I mean it doesn't hurt to wear it or to place it near your bed. Something that you wake up to and you just feel more light and happy and connected. Something that lights your spirit. It's just nice to have around you. And like I said, it kind of looks like you're looking into the universe. I think that I mentioned that this on this podcast. I know I mentioned it on the full moon episode, but NASA on the 12th will be releasing 
more images from their Webb telescope that's going to show us pictures of the universe we've never seen before. They, as they go deep into the universe, and I guess it's even more beautiful, more majestic than they ever even envisioned. So I'm so excited to see these images, and I just wanted to give you a heads up in case you didn't know, in case you didn't know. And also, I love a majestic waterfall. I love a majestic waterfall. And it, since you're from Utah, you know the waterfall down Provo Canyon? My grandma always said that whenever I see that waterfall, remember how much she loves me. I mean, I always pass that waterfall even to go visit her grave. There's something magical about a waterfall. And my mom as well, she said that whenever I see a rainbow to remember how much she loves me. And I think that's a beautiful thing for a mother or a grandmother to do. And I also remember my friend Erica who passed as her family asked that whenever we see a rainbow to always think of hers. So I think of my mama and I think of Erica and yeah, what that waterfall, I always think of my grandma. And so, I mean, if you're a mother or even a father, something to consider. What piece of nature do you connect with and you'd like your children to remember how much they love you? I love it. I love it. It means so much to me. Ooh, and I love a crescent moon. Whether waning or waxing, I love a crescent moon. <laughs> okay, now, with all that being said, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. That I love doing these Q&As. Again, I'm likely going to take a mini one to two week break. But however, I mean, since I'll be on the beach and if I'm not doing anything and I feel like pulling out the mic, I'm going to do it, you know, but uh, no promises. <laughs> so I'm likely going to leave next week and the week after for space to not have an episode but there are so many episodes over 300 feel free to scroll and just select one and trust that whatever your finger lands on is the one that you were supposed to hear kind of like a tarot card or there are so many different topics that we cover on this podcast so you know see if there's something that resonates with you and what you're going through right now and with all that being said i'm sending my love I hope you have a beautiful summer break as well for yourself, for your soul. Jaima. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group. Especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.